If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, not-so-alien implants. That's correct, not-so-alien implants. Now, this article is almost a case of life imitating science fiction. Or maybe it's just the deep state back-engineering alien technology. I say that with the tongue-in-cheek, but I'm not so sure. The article comes from yahoonews.com, written by Kelly McNamara. It says, with Lawrence Coustal in Paris. came out today, August 26, 2020. It says, could injectable micro-robots one day run in your veins? Now, it has a, I, what I'm supposing is a very much blown-up magnification of this little robot. And uh, it's a creepy little devil. It's, it's kind of a rectangular shape with a couple circuit boards on it and uh, four legs. It looks menacing, I have to tell you. It says, scientists have created an army of microscopic four-legged robots, too small to see with the naked eye, that walk when simulated by, excuse me, stimulated by a laser and could be injected into the body through hypodermic needles, a study said Wednesday. Wow, so tiny that they can be injected into your body with a hypodermic needle. And you know, thinking about this major push toward a upcoming vaccine, this is the kind of stuff that really gets the hair up on the back of my head. It says, microscopic robot, robotics are seen as having an array of potential uses, particularly in medicine. And U.S. researchers said the new robots offer the potential to explore biological environments. One of the main challenges in the development of these cell-sized robots has been combining control circuitry and moving parts in such a small device. The article goes on. It says, The robots described in the journal Nature are less than 0.1 millimeters wide, around the width of a human hair and have four legs that are powered by onboard solar cells. Onboard solar cells. Hmm. By shooting laser light into these solar cells, researchers were able to trigger the legs to move, causing the robot to walk around. The study's co-author, Mark Miskin, of the University of Pennsylvania, told AFP that a key innovation of the research was that the legs, its actuators, could be controlled using silicon electronics. Well, of course, if they can use silicon electronics, that's existing technology. Sounds like these little rascals are just about ready to go. It goes on, he says, 50 years of shrinking down electronics has led to some remarkably tiny technologies. You can build sensors, computers, memories, all in very small spaces, he said. But if you want a robot, you need actuators, parts that move, figuring out what's possible. The researchers acknowledge that their creations are currently slower than other micro-robots that swim, less easy to control than those guided by magnets, and 
do not sense their environment. The robots are prototypes that demonstrate the possibility of integrating electronics with the parts that help the device move around, Miskin said, adding they expect the technology to develop quickly. The next step is to build sophisticated circuitry. We can build robots that sense their environment and respond. How about tiny programmable machines? Can we make them able to run without human intervention? Miskin said he envisions biomedical devices Biomedical uses for the robots or applications in material science, such as repairing materials at the micro scale. But this is a very new idea, and we're still trying to figure out what's possible, he added. Quote, swallow the surgeon. Researchers said that they were able to produce the components for the robot in parallel, meaning they could make more than one million of them in each four-inch wafer of silicon. Wow, four million on a four-inch wafer. The legs were made from a nanometer-thick platinum that bends when simulated by when stimulated by laser light, creating the walking motion. Their average speed was about one body length per minute, the study said, adding this was comparable to crawling biological microorganisms. Sounds like they've made a tiny robot bug. The robots can survive highly acidic environments, and temperature variations of more than 200 degree kelvins minus 73 degree Celsius. Wow, that's incredibly cold, the study said. In a commentary also published in Nature, Alan Brooks and Michael Strano of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology said the concept of robots small enough to travel through blood vessels had been around since Nobel laureate Richard Friedman talked about the potential to swallow the surgeon in 1959. They said the new study provides a clear vision for solving the challenge of creating a tiny robot that can both convert energy into motion and is able to be programmable. The authors, ro- <clears throat> the authors robots, although not autonomous in their current form, can be seen as a platform to which brains and a battery can be attached, they said, predicting the hurdles of developing autonomous programmability for micro-robots will soon be overcome. You know, when you read some of this stuff, you just have to wonder, where on earth did it come from? Or did it come from on earth? Now, I thought that article really grabbed my attention because uh, we've talked about alien implants, or the possibility of alien implants, so often on this podcast, and you can go back through the old podcast, and you can probably find a half a dozen, or maybe a dozen uh, different podcasts on that subject, and about the late, great Dr. Norman Lear, and some of the stuff that he dug out of people's bodies is amazing. The stuff had all kinds of attributes. Now, he... Lear thought that these things operated on what they call this theoretical thing called scalar waves, uh, something that um, Tesla, I guess, had first talked about. Uh, other researchers uh, found these things that they believe transmitted at these very strange uh, uh, radio wavelengths. And we talked about that a little bit in the past. We can revisit that. And, and even when you go back and you watch the uh, movie, Patient 17, or you listen to the podcast that I did about that at the very beginning and when I started this podcast, you find that some of these uh, implants of the, the, the alien type are made out of uh, amalgams or metals that 
aren't even found in our galaxy, allegedly. So when you compare these two notions, you know, when you think about here we have uh, scientists building things at the nanoscale level. They're just on the doorstep of being able to inject them into our body to do what we hope would be good things. It makes you wonder if the alien implants that we found were the alien implants or were they reverse engineered stuff. Because it seems like the stuff that we're making now that we that our scientists admit to seems even more advanced than some of the stuff that we thought was alien technology. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Or perhaps are working hand in hand, who knows? I suppose it could all be innocent enough, but it really gets my conspiracy-minded brain working. And I found this article here on alien-uforesearch.com. I thought it was interesting. It's called Alien, Alien Implants. It begins, it says, other than, other than actual alien bodies or spaceships, UFOs, which are on, which if are on Earth, get acquired quite quickly by the government, alien implants are some of our only physical evidence of aliens visiting Earth and abducting people. These implants come in a variety of shapes and sizes and affect many people around the world. Well, they got a point. You pretty much have to be abducted to have one of these things stuck in you. That's kind of the scary part. It says, what are alien implants? Alien implants are small devices, both mechanical as well as organic tissue-based, that are injected and surgically planted into the human abductees by aliens. There have been quite a few abduction cases where later on in life, the abductee found a small device in under their skin and even lodged into bones as well as the brain. Well, you know, I've never really thought about this before, but if they were, if the aliens say, or whoever's doing this, um, were actually using these tiny nanoscale implants, you know, a lot of people could have these things and not even know it. How would you know? It would just be in you. And, you know... These people could be having all kinds of negative symptoms. Who's to say? Goes on and says when the implants are being, when the implants are being used for, what the implants are being used for is still a mystery to UFO researchers. But there are many theories as to their alien purpose. Doctors that have removed alien implants have come across many interesting aspects, including a detected field of electromagnetic waves compounds found previously only on meteors, extraterrestrial, mechanical materials, as well as biological materials, using what has been found about them concludes that they may be used for tracking purposes, especially since many of the subjects reported being uh, repeatedly abducted throughout these throughout their lives. Other theories suggest that the alien implants may be used to collect information about the person involved and transit data back to the aliens, or even as some kind of mind control device. But, you know, I'd almost think that uh, 
if something is advanced enough to abduct a person, take them on board their spaceship or whatever, and inject them with or implant them with uh, an alien implant, I tend toward the notion that they've got their bases covered. That these things probably are pretty invasive, and they're probably doing pretty much everything that you could imagine that would be beneficial to whoever put them there. It says, an abnormal scar... Here we go. Most people that have an alien implant don't know that they have them, and most don't even remember coming in contact with a UFO or aliens. Some common symptoms of being abducted and having an implant surgically placed inside you can include an abnormal scar or mark on the body that can't be explained, long periods of lost time, flashbacks and or dreams of being on a surgical table surrounded by lights and beings, hard pieces of metallic or plastic-like substance under the skin that shouldn't be there, feedback or buzzing from speakers when you are nearby, uncomfortable, uh, uncontrollable actions, painful nasal cavities as if somebody, as if something hard is up there, headaches due to a brain implant, and nosebleeds. And those all sound like really negative side effects to me. Out of all the UFO alien research, implants are slowly becoming noticed by the scientific community as tangible evidence of real alien abduction because of the number of similar cases feature featuring out-of-this-world materials. There have been thousands of abduction cases, but very little evidence except for the subjects themselves, accounts of what happened. But with physical evidence, stronger cases can be made about the truth of these alien visitors. Yeah, that's really food for thought. Now here it goes on, it says, Dr. Lear's removal of alien implants. And Dr. Lear's been dead, I think, for six years now. Dr. Lear is one of the leading researchers when it comes to alien implants. He has performed at least 15 surgeries and, moved, and removed at least 13 real alien implants through his California nonprofit agency. He has tested many of them for extraterrestrial compounds, as well as found many of them to be organic in nature. He has also gotten second opinions from many other prestigious doctors around the world regarding the materials found. Now, I've got the link. Um, I've got the link attached at uh, the UFO Warning a Twitter account. Of course, you can get there by going to at Warning Sub UFO. This article I find is pretty interesting from alien-ufo-research.com. It's got the little article written, and then it's got a couple of pretty good videos that you could link to and watch. So I had that link there along with the other link from Yahoo News. And I also want to take a second to remind everybody that I just got my website up and loaded, ufowarning.com. You can get there by going to ufowarning.com. And yeah, I would encourage you just to go over there and do a couple clinks and look. I've got the UFO uh, site listed there, ufowarning.com, and I've got links to the articles as we talk about them. So I've just put it up for a couple days now, but I'm going to try to just leave the links there to compile as we go along. Sometimes it seems like when you're scrolling through Twitter, things can get a little bit uh, convoluted sometimes. You can't find exactly what you want. 
this is just a very simple little website. We have the title at the top, UFO Warning, and then we have just the links for each of the articles. Uh, other than maybe an Amazon uh, ad or two, it's pretty much ad-free. Uh, you know, if you happen to be in the market for something like a Samsung Galaxy tablet, you can always go on there and buy one. It'll help the show out. I say that. I say that jokingly, but at the same time serious. So I just want to encourage you to use that website because I think it can become a resource for us as the show uh, moves along. And, and it's just a, a way that we can kind of keep in communication. You can kind of follow along with the show. If you have questions, you can go back and look at those articles, and they're right there. It's very easy to get to at ufowarning.com. Now, in the meantime, I would say take a look at some of the articles you find about Dr. Roger Greer if you're interested in UFO abduction, because I've had a few people uh, comment that they would like to have more shows about that. Uh, they're interested in things you know, revolving around abduction stories and implants. I try to do you know, what I can on that. But if you really want to get into some good uh, scientifically-based stuff, uh, the late uh, Dr. Roger Greer, Greer was such an awesome guy that did these surgeries for people. And uh, we can go back and, and hopefully in the future we can look at some of the stories that he did with with uh, abduction victims and talk about their experience. And specifically, some of these implants are so uh, complex, they look like a little chunk of mud or something. But when you get to read about when they start to do the, the research on them, we find that the uh, science involved that created these things... They, they just It's not like you're taking a kidney stone out of somebody. They're really fascinating and at the same time disturbing. So that's what really caught my eye about this thing today. We're talking about injecting people with these uh, cell-sized robots. And, you know, is it going to be t uh, coming to the point where if you haven't been implanted uh, with an alien implant, are we going to find pretty much everybody implanted with a not-so-alien implant? That's a question, I guess. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over now. Visit UFOWarning.com UFOWarning.com